Hello there. Welcome everyone to the Storybook Amusement Podcast. I'm Matt. Thanks everyone, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Today's topic, I'm going to be talking about trackless dark rides, and it's going to be a little bit of brainstorming what kind of trackless dark ride attractions could Universal bring into their parks. When you look at theme parks all across the globe, there are a ton of trackless dark rides. Um, some of the best attractions out there happen to be trackless dark rides. Look at what Disney has done. Obviously, they would be the leader in anything that that has to do with dark rides. But internationally, Disney has created some fantastic dark rides. You have Mystic Manor over at Hong Kong Disneyland, one of the best, if not the best, version of the Haunted Mansion format. And then you also have Pooh's Honey Hut over at Tokyo Disneyland. It's one of those rides that when people visit that park, that's kind of one of those rope drop rides as far as I understand it. Obviously, have not been to Tokyo Disneyland, but from what I've heard, that's one of those e-ticket premiere kind of things. It might be a capacity thing too, but that's a major draw to that park. Um, and then over also at Tokyo Disneyland, you have Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast and some fantastic effects in there, some fantastic sequences with the trackless elements. The way they use that ride system to its full potential, it's amazing. Even stateside over here in the United States, we've got some legendary, think about the some of the best rides at the parks in disney currently rise of the resistance trackless dark ride over at hollywood studios also over in disneyland obviously one of the best dark rides ever it it's thought of as a gold standard when it comes to this kind of stuff the different things they were able to pull off in that attraction but obviously not all of them work all the time so it kind of works to its detriment but anyway one of the newer attractions at Walt Disney World, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, another trackless dark ride. And then one of my favorites at Walt Disney World, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I mean, you just talk about having fun on a theme park ride. This is it. There's so many things you could do with the trackless dark ride. And it's not only Disney who's doing it. I wrote down a couple others, a couple other parks out there in the world that have made some great trackless dark rides. Efteling over in Netherlands, they have a wonderful, wonderful, like seriously, you need to go look up a POV of this, Symbolica. That dark ride there is beautiful. Disney quality, like actual Disney quality stuff going on there. Abu Dhabi has a few trackless dark rides. You think about Shrek and Scooby-Doo. I was just at Lost Island Theme Park out in Iowa and they have an attraction made by Sally Dark Rides, Volcano Quest for the Golden Idol, a wonderful, 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 wonderful trackless dark ride that uses the trackless ride system in a pretty decent way. Also interactive, so that was pretty cool. Considering this thing is out in the middle of a cornfield, basically, it's awesome what they have going on out there. Um, and then just one that may be a little more local to the topic today of Universal over at SeaWorld Orlando, I'm sure a lot of you will remember Empire the Penguin. Maybe not the best example of what a trackless dark ride could be, but still, if SeaWorld had a trackless dark ride, Universal could pull it off too. So, well, Universal kind of sort of has pulled it off. Um, but real quick before we get to that, just a an example of a slow-moving dark ride that Universal has created. It's not trackless, but it kind of fits in the same mold a little bit. And I'm specifically speaking more modern here is over at Universal Studios Hollywood. Everyone knows of the Secret Life of Pets off the leash 
obviously ton of animatronics and just a good time. But then some of the issues have been with the restraint system not being as accommodating and, you know, small kids can't, there's a height restriction. So it'd be great to see an attraction in, in that same style, but something that's just as accessible as Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So that's kind of what I'm talking about here. But Universal has attempted, to their credit, the trackless dark ride system, but just a little bit different than all these other places have. Usually you're in a car that has like two rows, a very small vehicle, and you're moving around pretty swiftly, very gliding around the floor in different movements and stuff like that. But then when Universal attempted it, they're like, hey, let's have like, what is it, a 72-passenger vehicle? The massive bus, and of course I'm talking about Skull Island, Reign of Kong at Islands of Adventure, and the deplorable Fast and Furious supercharged huge ride vehicle. It does not take full advantage of the trackless ride system. It didn't really need to be trackless, did it? It's not like you're interacting with the sets around you and moving around the floor in a way that a tracked ride system wouldn't be able to. You're really just on those rides, you're driving in a circle more or less. It is a cool thing about those rides, especially on Kong when you have the outdoor section. The bus can drive around the loop and it just looks like it's driving on mud. That's a cool little visual feature there. But other than that, they, they're they kind of not really using the system to the full potential. So that's something I would love to see from Universal. But another thing I'd love to see from Universal is you think about original Universal Studios back in the 90s and its opening years, the rides that they built that opened with the parks, well, park singular, I guess. Um, you had Jaws, you had Confrontation, and you had Earthquake. And I'm not trying to be an old head here saying they should bring back the old rides. What I'm bringing up is that those were accessible rides. I was riding them at a young age, and they're very accommodating attractions. They still had the intense theming, so if anyone were brave enough, they could ride it, more or less. Mostly anyone could get on those rides. Nowadays, the really standout attractions that Universal is building, they are typically coasters. You think of Velocicoaster and Hagrid, some of the more notable attractions that have been added in recent years. And I love those attractions, but they're not something the whole family can enjoy. And that's really what I want to see Universal get back into. I want to see Fantasyland type of attractions with Universal type of themings back in the parks. I know Confrontation wasn't exactly a Fantasyland attraction. It was a little more intense than that. But I still think Universal can kind of dial it back. I'm not saying I never want them to build a roller coaster ever again or I want them to tear down Velocicoaster. They're obviously great at it. Um, they've proven that time and time and time again. And they're doing it again over at Epic Universe. I'd just like to see a little more of the family-friendly stuff. And I know they've got that coming down the pipeline, pun halfway intended, over at Epic Universe with Mario Kart and different things like that. But yeah, the trackless ride system. I think it is a great fit for Universal. They haven't really dipped into that too much. And really, that's what I'm talking about here today. I'm doing a little bit of armchair imagineering but in universal way, so not quite imagineering, to talk about different concepts and different ideas Universal could bring into their parks for a new trackless dark ride. So the first ride idea I have here is for a brand new Jaws trackless dark ride. 
And if you've been listening this far, thank you so much. This is a Patreon-exclusive episode, so to hear the rest, head on over to patreon.com slash amusement. Memberships start at just $3 per month. That includes free stickers, early access to videos, a chance at free merch, and more. Stay subscribed to this podcast because I'll be uploading monthly episodes to the main feed completely for free. But also, to hear this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash storybookamusement. Thanks everyone so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.